welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name is Brian. I'm the host of the show. And today I've got something a little different for you. Typically, we talk to veteran podcasters who share the experience of how they started, the gear they started with, and what they've learned along the way. But today I've got something a little different for you because today, while I am talking to a veteran podcaster, the focus of our conversation is on a new project that he's getting ready to start and some things he's learned along the way to help him launch this podcast a little differently than those in the past. Today I'm talking to Trevor Lee. Trevor, welcome to Good Podcasting. Thanks, man. I've enjoyed listening to the show since I first found out about it. And so it's exciting to come and be on an episode. So just a little bit of background, right? Trevor and I just met a few weeks ago and uh, learned a little bit of his podcasting journey. We've talked about some projects uh, that he's working on in the future. Uh, so I'm still learning a little bit about your journey and your story. And I just invited you to be on this, what, like 12 hours ago, right? <laughs> Exactly. I have an 11 hour minimum. So the 12 hours was perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. For those of you who are listening and may have interest of, to come on the show, I don't usually operate last minute like this, uh, but still working to schedule a few interviews. And I knew Trevor was, was working on a project. And if you remember the first episode, I think I did of this year of 2023, I talked about one of the new things I wanted to do this year is talk to podcasters who are getting ready to start or are just beginning their journey uh, and, and talk about the things that they're learning like in real time. And so this gives us an opportunity to jump into some new content and some new conversation. So Trevor, again, thanks for being here. I'm excited to learn more of your story as we talk uh, more than I already know, and then talk about what you've got coming up. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Tell, tell us a little about yourself. Sure. So I grew up actually in Northeast Indiana in Huntington. And then my wife and I actually lived in Denver for 20 years. So okay. I went to I went to school out there to get my master's and we thought we'd come back. And we just didn't for a long time. So Denver is a place that can can suck you in with its sunny days and great weather and stuff. That's oh, beautiful out there. It is. It's beautiful. I will say coming back to Indiana now, though, there are some great days, but I appreciate the beauty here more than I did when I was growing up. Too. Really? There are some, some beautiful days here as well. So, okay. Yeah. So I've had a, a, I've had a few friends move to Northeast Indiana from Denver and I don't know that they would have the same take. They like some of the people here, you know, it's a different atmosphere or whatever, but uh, they miss the weather, miss the mountains, and I'm sure you do as well. But if this is where you called home before, maybe it's a little different story. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit different. We, I, I should get together with them and try to talk them into appreciating what's here <laughs> a little bit more. But there is a lot of fun to be had in Colorado, no doubt about that. For sure. So what brought you back to Indiana then? Yeah, it was kind of a variety of things. So there were some some reasons family wise that we mm -hmm. felt like it would be important for us to get back to this area. And then one of them, to be honest, was financial too. the the way that things were trending in Denver, it was more and more expensive to live. And we also had been able to make a decent amount of money off buying a house and then just the appreciation in Denver. And so being able to get to a uh, a place where it was a little bit easier uh, yeah. to live financially was a big positive for us. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely cost of living, I've heard, is way higher there than it is here. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. 
Well, that's, uh, you know, I'd love to hear more of that story sometime. I want to talk about your podcasting journey today as the focus of this podcast. You have a little bit of experience as a podcaster, right? You've done a, a, a handful of podcasts. Some are, were lo- more longer term and some were short term. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, I've had, I've done three podcasts basically in my podcasting career, whatever that is. I started out with one. The The first two were focused around uh, other ventures that I was doing. Okay. And so one was focused on parenting teenagers and that had a shorter run. I think partly because there wasn't a very good vision for the podcast. It was more like, hey, I'm doing this other thing. Maybe I should do a podcast too. Yeah. And so that didn't make it very long. Also, it was sort of my first attempt. And so anytime you start something new, I try to do my own research, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so and then the second one that I did was called Speak in the Suffering. And it was actually interviewing people who were in times of struggle or even suffering about their stories, about how they were experiencing that, where they saw God, how they were coping, all that kind of stuff. And so that one was a lot more focused on story. Okay. And I did have a little more experience then. So that one went a little longer and got a little bit more traction. It was really good. And then most recently, I have one that's been going for quite a few episodes now that's just a sports podcast, which I enjoy sports a lot. And sure. so I started it as a hobby, but have done a lot more interviewing people, different formats. And so, yeah, those are those are the three that I've done. Gotcha. So you've had three podcasts, uh, and I'm guessing you've learned quite a bit along the way that's transferred from one to the next. And so I want to talk about some of those lessons later on in the podcast, but I want to talk now about the the one that you are planning, the one you have in the works right now. Tell us a little bit about what that one is going to be about. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for it. So a couple things briefly that drive me that I haven't been able to Uh, really play out very well in my current role. One is I really value place. And I think even talking about Northeast Indiana in a positive light, I I care about the places that I live. And so that's Mm -hmm. really important to me. And then the other thing is over the course of my life and different things that I've done, I've really come to a fundamental belief that business has tremendous power for good or for harm. Mm -hmm. And we don't always give it that, uh, that credit or acknowledge it. So the one I'm getting to start, getting ready to start, I'm calling the Local Leader Podcast, and I'm just going to interview local business leaders in Northeast Indiana about their stories, what they've learned, what their business is, and just really try to dig into the things that are making those leaders and their businesses great as a way to platform them, but also share kind of in the local business community some things that can encourage other people. Yeah, I like that. So tied to the location, the place you live is going back to Denver. Is there anything in Denver that you did similar to this or is this kind of a new thing since you moved back? No. So, I mean, I had some experience in Denver consulting with businesses and stuff as part of my work, but not in the podcasting realm. Did I do anything that was place focused? Yeah. So this new one is, if I heard you correctly, you're going to be talking to local leaders in Northeast Indiana, just about their businesses and the vision that they have for their businesses, what they do, like what's kind of the focus of what will be the focus of some of those conversations? Yeah, this is a good question because I'm sort of finalizing working out at least that initial flow and question list. Okay. 
The, the big thing for me is, number one, I want people to share their stories about how they got into a business and how it developed. I think stories have a lot of power. And I think getting into and developing a business can seem pretty daunting to people. And so wanting to humanize that and share stories of people who have done it. Yeah. And then also allow them to talk about what they think makes their business great and how it's impacting people. And so just lead into some questions about the impact that they're making on a daily basis. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, I, I think that I was recently part of a, a small group of entrepreneurs and we would there was a course we would go through online together and they, they would show videos of what, you know, different entrepreneurs have done and grown their businesses to be and the purpose behind it. And it was a really good uh, curriculum. But my only beef with it was they showed entrepreneurs that had these like full blown business models now that were, you know, some of them were multi-million dollar companies. Some of them were operating in other countries internationally. And it, we all kind of talked amongst ourselves and went, but we're like just starting out. Like this is great for vision. Uh, but I, I want to know what is, what's my next step as a beginning entrepreneur? Cause I've recently started this company, right? Um, so something that you talked about is just humanizing the process, I think is what you, you, you mentioned the wording you used, And I think that is something that's really valuable to me that I would love to like dig into that and hear some of those stories and even share a little bit about, you know, what I've gone through. Cause I, it's a hard process and you see, you know, the success stories, that's great. But what did they go through early on in those first year or two, right? Absolutely. And so many of them don't make it even. Trying yeah. to start a business is, I've done a couple times with nonprofits and it is a very challenging thing to try to do. And so to offer encouragement and for other people to be able to share their stories, both the highs and the lows, yeah. I do think can be really powerful. Yeah, no doubt. I think I heard that usually successful entrepreneurs have failed three or four times before they hit something that's really successful, uh, which makes me a little nervous about this whole whole venture. But I'm excited to, to, to learn, you know, if I can learn from something like the podcast that you're doing and stories of others, maybe more people can be successful in their first venture and not wait till their fourth or fifth. Yeah, I think that's the hope too, is that people can find encouragement and also, you know, tips or stories that help them in their own business because a lot of business is relatable. And even though people are focused on their own businesses, understandably, I think there is a lot of desire for business leaders who really want to see their business accomplish good things to be supportive of others too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all competition. And I think this is a way to fuel that collaboration or whatever without getting everybody together in a group, you know, yeah. it's a, sort of a way to connect just through listening. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's going to be a really valuable podcast with some really valuable conversation. And I'm looking forward to that. I want to throw maybe a question or two at you that we didn't prep for. Um, and I don't think it's going to be too hard because I want to know one of the things I usually talk to podcasters about on this show is kind of the gear and the equipment that they use. Uh, now, you've done a few different things. Have you used the same gear for everything? And how does that, are, are you planning to use the same stuff for this next one? Yeah, great question. When I started, I did not think about gear at all. Okay. I think I plugged in a set of headphones that had a microphone in it and just recorded that way. And that was it. Yeah. 
but also listening back to that. And this is maybe a crazy place to start, but maybe other people who are just starting might have the same thing. I would listen back and sometimes go, wow, this is hard for me to even listen to because it sounds so bad. <laughs> and so my bar initially was how do I get this where the sound isn't distracting? That yeah. was all I wanted to do. And so I moved from there to buying a really cheap microphone and using that. Over time, I got a little bit better microphone, but still just a USB microphone. And I would also listen back and adjust the levels enough to make it sound as good as it possibly could. Yeah. But this is, I mean, shout out to you. I'm, I'm thankful we got connected because my desire doing this next one, especially as I'm going to be interviewing some people in person, which I haven't done a lot of before, I wanted to get a better setup yeah. that was going to give me more control over things and sound better. So I, I'm still on the front end of that journey, Okay. but talking to you, you know, you directed me to get the Zoom H6, which I did, and I'm getting some microphones for that and stands and going to get a better pair of headphones. And, <laughs> and so still, I know I'm on the basic end of how to do sound. But for me, this is a step into hopefully producing a better sound than I have in the past. Yeah. I, you said a couple things there that I think uh, I wanted to touch on. Number one, you started with headphones that had a, an inline mic. I think that's a great place to start. Um, I think, you know, until you're sure this is something that you want to do and you want to continue, you've got to start somewhere, right? And, the, you know, I always joke with people that, that you know, they want to get the best equipment to start out with and sound as good as they can. And I, I love that thought, but understand that there's not a lot of people that are going to listen to your first couple of podcasts typically, right? Unless they find you down the road and they go, oh, I want to hear kind of what it sounded like at the beginning. I want to hear what they had to say about this issue or this topic or this game, right? Um, and they go back and they go, oh, this was really bad back then, right? So, but you got to start somewhere. You got to start before you're ready is what I tell people. And the second thing that, that you said is listening back to your own content. I think that is super key. Um, and it's actually a repeating theme that I hear on the show a lot from podcasters is, you know, that I, I, once I started listening back to myself, it not only helped me adjust my sound and my gear, but it helped me be a better interviewer and it helped me navigate conversation better because I could hear, you know, the filler words that I said that I needed to cut out that I didn't know came out, the ums and the ahs that I know I still say a lot, but it helped me, you know, think through the, the, kind of the course of the conversation, how I chart it out and things like that. Uh, so listening back to yourself has a lot of benefits that I, I think that's really valuable to share. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that you've learned about, uh, if, about podcasting from early on. We've kind of transitioned into that a little bit already. Uh, so we talked about your equipment, your gear you've upgraded along the way. What are some other lessons that you've learned from maybe the previous three podcasts that you've done that you're bringing with you into this next one? Yeah, there's a couple things that I would say. Number one is some of the work of podcasting well is figuring out how to set guests up for success or even set yourself up for success. So when I started, a lot of the time, I would just think of a topic yeah. and I would jump on and start talking. I, I was a pastor for a long time, done other things where public speaking became something that I was very comfortable with. Yeah. And so I would just jump on with no plan. 
what that ended up doing at times was creating this wandering around effect where you don't even really know what you're talking about. You're just <laughs> meandering through things and you can edit some of that out. But when there's not a structure to a show, it's really hard to even edit it well. And then when I had guests and I'm just asking questions off the top of my head, really not prepping them at all. Sometimes I think they didn't know where we were going. And there are some people this is, I think, really important. Some people need to process internally before they can speak about something in a a coherent way. Mm. That might not be as true for how I function, but I need to work with what's best for my guests. Yeah. And so I've tried to do a better job of setting them up for success by communicating ahead of time and getting their feedback and stuff like that. So that that would be one that yeah. I would say. I feel really convicted right now, you know, because as I mentioned in the intro, we... <laughs> we connected about 12 hours ago on this potential. So, but I do agree with that. I think the way you put it is setting a guest up for success. And I'm one of those people that needs time to process. And so I've talked about it in previous episodes too, where, you know, I had a co-host that was kind of fly by the seat of your pants. And I was like, dude, I can't do that. I need, I need something. So I think that's a, a, a structure is a, a good point. Uh, what's something else that maybe you've learned in the past that you're bringing into the next one? Yeah, the other one is a little bit more recent for me. I think I've only been thinking about this seriously in the last six months or so. And that is asking myself the question, what would I want to listen to? Mm. I think what I've done in the past with podcasting is thought I have stuff that I want to talk about that I want to share with other people. And so I would just get on and talk about what I want to talk. And that's fine to some extent. That's part of the fun of podcasting. Right. But I also think I started processing what are the podcasts that I listen to and why do I listen to them? The ones that I've been listening to for a year or more. Why do I listen to those podcasts and how could I bring that? into what I'm doing. And part of what impacted this for me too is in the last year, I've done some deeper dive training and certification in UX research and design, user okay. experience, and that focuses so much on what does the customer want, what is the customer experience, and how can you solve their problems or adjust things to do what's best for them. And so, well, podcast listeners aren't customers in a sense, right? They are consumers of your content. And so I'm really trying to, and that's something I've been thinking a lot about in these last couple of weeks as I'm re getting ready to do this new show is if I was going to tune into this podcast, why would I, and what would I hope to hear once I got there? Yeah, that's, man, that's another great piece of advice. Great lesson to learn. One of the things that I share with people all the time who are starting podcasts is who's your audience? Like really, really dig into that. Name them. You know, how old are they? What's their family life? Why? Are, what's the need that they have that they would turn to this podcast for? And I think it really helps you drill down your content to really provide value instead of just something you want to talk about, right? I, I, I do think the beauty of podcasting, and it's why so many people get into it, is because it is so easily accessible. The bar is really low for entry. You can sit down in front of a mic and just share your thoughts. And sometimes people like that. But the successful podcasts that last a long time, I think, are ones that have an audience in mind and have a purpose and bring value to that audience. So I think that's a great one. One of the things that you mentioned that you just learned today, even, right, as we were recording, what was, uh, what was something that you picked up that you're like, oh, I'm going to do that next time? Yeah, so we had some technical issues because of me. So... <laughs> 
there was a there was some echo and I have not had good headphones in the past. And I think it's been it seemed like an extra to me, I guess. Yeah. But that probably says something about how seriously I've taken it. And so I went and was able to find a just a pair of kind of cheap headphones to plug in. And even that when I plugged them in, I thought, man, this sounds better than it did with no <laughs> headphones. And so I'm going to get better headphones. But that was, I think, a simple thing. I liked what you said earlier about not going overboard with equipment when you're just starting. I think there is a baseline like you and I talked about where it sounds good enough yeah. that it's not going to necessarily be harmful to your podcast. And I think even today, just putting these in, it's like, hey, even a cheap set of headphones is going to help you <laughs> sound better than you would without it. Yeah, no doubt. And some of that, that came about because I was suddenly started hearing a little echo in in the mix that I didn't hear when we were just kind of talking through, like it, it came on a little bit later. So always, always, if you can wear headphones, it's helpful for you and the person you're talking to if you're doing online interviews for sure. What do you use? We didn't when we talked about equipment, we didn't really talk about the the software you use and how your editing process and stuff like that. What is your kind of your workflow? What what has your workflow been to this point uh, from recording to editing to publishing? Yeah, I've done a couple different things. So with the sports stuff that I've done, a decent amount of that is video and audio, though not all of it. So I've generally used StreamYard for that because it's a pretty decent interface for bringing guests on and being able to share information and stuff. Yeah. And then I drop those segments into iMovie and do most of the editing there, even some audio editing, because you can do basic audio editing in iMovie. Yeah. And then I'll just export the audio for the most part However, when I've done audio only, then I do that in GarageBand and am able to edit it a little bit better. One of the things that I've done too, which I think most podcasters do, but is in GarageBand creating intro segments and yeah. the, the music and all that kind of stuff and just having those ready where I can drop them in as I'm recording a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a Mac user, iMovie is probably already on your computer. Uh, GarageBand is probably already on your computer, so you don't need to invest a lot of money in, especially starting out in the the software you use to edit. There's some great stuff out there. If you're a PC user, Audacity is a great one. Uh, works on both both platforms as well. But GarageBand's kind of been my go-to for for new podcasters that have a Mac. So you find it easy to use. Is the interface, you know, you've done some stuff with user experience and and that sort of thing. How is the getting used to the interface with with GarageBand? Yeah, I would say that it is a B in terms of usability. I think once you get used to it, it's not that hard, which is probably true for a lot of software. Yeah, there definitely are things that have not seemed when I first started that didn't seem totally intuitive. But mm -hmm. the great thing is now you just go look up, hey, how do I do fill in the blank? Yeah. And you find 10 articles about it and you can figure it out pretty quick. And so over the course of a couple months, I feel like it becomes intuitive. And part of that is you don't have as much control as you do with better software, probably. Yeah. But there's less for you to figure out, too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, the Mac software and the user interface, a lot of the shortcuts are the same. But I did find here's here's a little thing that if you use. So I use Logic and I use Final Cut Pro when I do video content. And this is just a little tidbit. There's a couple like main shortcuts that I use to cut 
the video in one place. And when I try to use that to cut the audio when I'm in Logic, it actually does something completely different. And it took me, you know, several times of messing up my audio using that same shortcut to figure it out. So pay attention to the little things if you do use both GarageBand and iMovie or Logic and Final Cut Pro for sure. Yeah, agreed. It would be nice if all those things were the same all the time because it for sure can throw you off. It definitely or you you figure out how to do the shortcuts, but also you figure out how to do things in one program and you go try to do the same thing and then it doesn't work. So that is a little bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's typically why I like Mac because a lot of times it is the same, but there's a few things between the two that I use most often that I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Anyway, we don't need to keep talking about the specifics of that. I'm curious, you know, we've talked about some of the things you've learned, some of the things you're taking into this next one, but I wanted to circle all the way back to something you said at the beginning where you talked about vision, creating a vision for your podcast. Uh, you mentioned, I think, the first one you did had seven episodes because you didn't have much of a long-term vision for that. It sounds like th some of the things you've already mentioned are, you know, setting up your guests for success, listening back to your podcast, making sure you're giving value to your audience, right? What is the... I'm curious about the longer-term vision for the the local leader podcast that you have now. What did, What are you doing now that's different maybe uh, that you haven't already mentioned to start out with this one that's going to carry you longer term than maybe the other ones have? Yeah. So for me, the vision goes to something pretty big picture, which is I envision us being here for the rest of our life. Okay. You never know for sure. But, and I have somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 or 25 years left kind of working, Lord willing, you never know right. what happens, but and I really want over the next those next 20 years to be able to uh, promote and enrich and encourage the business community in Northeast Indiana. I would love for this podcast to play a part in people being more connected hmm. in people being better equipped to run their business and in people being encouraged to go for things as they listen to other leaders who have been able to accomplish things even when they were hard. And so that's that's the the vision behind doing that's not maybe episode by episode yeah but big picture that's my goal and my hope and so even as i develop question lists and stuff i'm thinking about what will be entertaining or engaging for people what will actually benefit people and how can this promote and encourage good business and good business leaders in northeast indiana those are the things i'm driving at yeah. And so that different than maybe your first one, when you said I had stuff I wanted to talk about and just share it, right? I think definitely the purpose and vision is really key. And so I, I love where you're going with this and uh, I'm excited to to hear it when once you get it going, right? Do you have on that note, do you have a, a timeline for when you want to start this, when you want to release it? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit before we started of trying to batch some interviews. So I'd really like to have three to five episodes recorded and kind of ready to go because I'm thinking about trying to release one every two weeks or so is okay. my goal. So I have a few people that I've talked to but don't have a date set and I'm getting the equipment set up. So my hope is a month from now, though, Okay. to be starting to release episodes. Okay. That's a pretty quick timeline to get several already recorded and ready to go. And that's great, man. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. So you also mentioned your release schedule every two weeks, right? Uh, what? How did you settle on that? 
that timeline. Yeah, this is actually another thing I think I've learned from other podcasting that I've done, which is two things. Number one, if you're not consistent, people won't listen as much. Yeah. And so I listen to podcasts most when I expect that another episode is coming out, even mm. if I'm subscribed. I still will look for it or, or think, hey, I know this episode's going to be coming out. So I want to be consistent with, and I, I haven't picked it, but I'll even pick a day and a time that I try to always release the episode. The second thing is being honest about my own capacity. So at times in the past, I've gotten excited about things. <laughs> Best example of this is with my sports podcast for a while, I thought I'm going to do an episode on the NBA every day. Because there's new games every day. And I did that for probably three or four weeks and got to this point where I just went, I can't do this anymore. It's way too much. And so I would love to even do a weekly episode and maybe eventually I will, but I'd rather start with something I know I can manage and yeah. then see how it's going. Yeah, man, those are two great reasons uh, to to do every other week. I think uh, one of the other ones that someone shared is making sure that you are providing quality content too. Uh, so That's your, good. your capacity, your your ability to do it, to keep up with it. But even if I'm doing it every day, am I providing great content every day? Or is it the same thing over and over? We're just talking about last night's game, right? So I think that that's great advice. Trevor, you've shared a ton of advice, of lessons that you've learned, things that you're planning to do moving forward. If there was one thing that looking back when you first started your very first episode of your very first podcast, if there's something you could tell a podcaster in that same situation, what's the best advice you could give them? You asked for one thing, but I have two things that come to mind. Okay, that's fair. And, and maybe they even seem to go against each other a little, but I think they're both important. One is just do it. If you get hamstrung by trying to have everything perfect before you get going, a lot of my learning and podcasting is because I was doing it and listening back to it and getting better. If I had waited until I thought I was perfect, I wouldn't have done any episodes yet. So I think that's one is just get going. And the other one is what I mentioned earlier, but I actually do think it's important is make something you'd want to listen to. Yeah, those are two really good ones. I, I was that guy that wouldn't start before I thought I had everything worked out. And even though I thought I had everything worked out, Trevor, I learned so much from episode one to episode two that I was like, I, okay, I thought I had this, you know, there's so much to learn. So just do it. Start before you're ready. I love it. I love how you say that. So Trevor, if people do have questions for you, they want to know more about the local leader podcast. They want to know about more about your story. They just want to connect with you. How can people find you? Yeah, a great way to do that is just to connect with me through LinkedIn. And I think we're going to drop that profile in the show description. So check it out there. And I'd be happy. I'd love to get connected or talk to anybody who's interested in doing that. Yeah, fantastic. One, so that reminds me, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is if people are interested in being part of your podcast, if are you pursuing people or do you have a way for others to reach out and say, hey, I'd love to be part of your show? Yeah, I am pursuing people some, but I would love for people to reach out to me. And same thing, people could contact me through LinkedIn. That's an easy way to do it. Actually, one of the questions that I'm going to be asking every guest on the show at the end is what's one other business or one other leader that's made an impact on you in the area that you think would be great to have come on the show. So I, I would love to hear from anyone who wants to be on or has someone else they think would be great. 
to yeah. be on. That's great. So, hey, you heard it here. The Local Leader Podcast is starting in less than a month and looking for interviews. So if you're interested in being a part of that and you're in the Northeast Indiana region, check out Trevor's link in the bio to, to LinkedIn and we'll get you guys connected. Trevor, thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. It was fun. Yeah.